This is Sydney. And I'm Cher. And each week we get together to share with you a message of hope. It is through our own study and our personal experiences that we offer the reminder to not only seek the light, but be the light. You can find peace and there is hope. And as long as one of us is slightly caffeinated, there will be laughter. In today's episode, we ask the question, is God in the storm? And we're so glad you're here. I'm forging my way through the tip, tip, top. I'm living my life through the drip, drip, drop. All right, Sydney, how are you doing today? I'm so good. How are you? <laughs> I'm living the dream. Living the dream. Um, Eventually, we'll talk about you, what you're living, <laughs> and then you explain how that's your dream. That's not going to work out well. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Let's go. Sydney, do you know what a tender mercy is? I can't wait for you to define it for me. Do you remember when... I texted you and it was tender medicine. That's right. We talked about this episode and you said, let's do tender medicine. (laughs) And I said, oh, let's do that. Like tender medicine as in marijuana and mushrooms. (laughs) And you were like, no, like sleep. But you were, it was an auto mistake. Yeah, it was auto correct. Yes, that's the word. Today we're going to talk about tender medicine, (laughs) mushrooms (laughs) and marijuana. Does NyQuil count? NyQuil combines the two thoughts, actually, Mm. tender medicine and sleep. Right, exactly. And so it's like the holy water of tender medicine, NyQuil. Reach out to us, NyQuil. (laughs) (laughs) So back to what I was really trying to text you, tender mercies. This is from Elder David A. Bednar. He said, the Lord's tender mercies are the very personal and individualized blessings, strength, protection, assurances, guidance, loving kindnesses, consolation, support, and spiritual gifts, which we receive from and because of and through the Lord Jesus Christ. I have just noticed that throughout trials, especially, I seem to notice it more, that the Lord sends tender mercies to me and they are individualized and they are personalized. So they might not look like much to somebody on the outside, but to me, I could literally see the hand of God. And But I've also noticed it's when I have the right attitude and I have the courage to actually look. Because when I do that, he is always there for me, but I just have to be willing to open my eyes and see it. It's like when you're drowning deep, deep, deep in raging water, but you see a dolphin and you're like, oh. Do you do that often? Drown? Drown? Yeah. Like not drowned as an actual drowning, Mm -hmm. but life drowning. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, life drowning. Daily, I'm like... Please throw me a lifeline here, guys, please. And my kids are like, what is that you say you want laundry to do? You're bored. When my kids pray for our family, it's like this. They say, please bless sibling A, B, and C at school, that they will do a great job, that they'll have fun and make friends. Please bless dad, that he can provide for our family and be blessed while he's at work. And please help mom with whatever it is she does. (laughs) And I'm like, where's the tender mercy now? There isn't any. So give me some of that tender medicine. So you'd rather just have the dolphin in the medicine? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, give me some of that micro dosing so I can see dolphins in the middle of the day. And now we've been canceled. <laughs> so speaking of drowning, Sydney, I have another question for you. Is God in the storm? The storm, it makes me think of raging, mighty, unfair storms. Actually, when I think of life storms, I think of you show up for an Ironman. You know what an Ironman is? Mm -hmm. Do you know it's 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and 26.2 miles of running? Did you know that? I knew the running part. 
I did not know the rest of it. It sounds horrible. I know some people that do it, but it's like, let's say you showed up, God, here's an Iron Man for you. And you're like, God, all I've been doing is stretching at night. So I don't injure myself while I'm sleeping. If I sleep (laughs) on my pillow incorrectly and then my neck hurts in the day. That's Mm -hmm. how I feel like life storms are Mm -hmm. that we think, okay, I'm just going to do a little stretch here. So when I wake up in the morning, my neck doesn't hurt. And God's here you go. 2.4 miles of a swim, 112 mile bike ride and 26.2 miles of a run. And you're like, okay, listen, (laughs) I think we got our numbers crossed. I don't know if this is going to work out for me. And I would like to reevaluate the storm that you've provided for me. That's something I thought of. It's a good analogy. (laughs) Thanks. Also, I thought of in Matthew 8, I always love the story because I feel like it's pretty accurate that there's a huge tempest in the sea. The ship is covered with waves and the disciples are like, it's okay because Jesus is with us, but he's sleeping. Isn't that amazing? The boat's being thrown all over the place and the Savior's just asleep. Yeah. I don't know why I find that humorous as I do, but I do find it very humorous. (laughs) I feel it is the most life accurate scripture that you're just being tossed to and fro Mm -hmm. and the waves are hitting you and then Christ is sleeping and you're like, so if you could help me, but he's there. He's there and he's like, why do you have such little faith? Because I'm right here. And sometimes you just feel like, hey, God, are you sleeping? (laughs) Because it's getting kind of crazy over here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to swim in these waters, but he's right there. And we need to remember that. I just feel that God is with us always. But sometimes it feels like he's asleep and that it feels we're quite alone. And you're in the darkness or you're at sea alone, but you're not. That God is there. And it's our faith that is lacking because he says, oh, ye of little faith. And then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. And I think that a key point in that, too, is the apostles did something that we should do when we're in those moments. And that's call out to the Lord. And when they called out to the Lord, he was like, I was just right here. I'm just right here. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) But it just feels like you're alone. I think it's a great story because it's very human that the deep waters, that life throws at us and we're not alone, but it feels like we're alone. But that's such a good point that they call to him because sometimes we forget. Sometimes the chaos is too chaotic and it's really quite easy to forget Mm -hmm. that he's right there with us, that he's in the storm with us. So is God in the storms? He is. But do we forget? We do. Yes, that's very true. Speaking of storms, I've been through a storm of my own lately. It started September 1st when Sydney and I were going to do a podcast that day. Do you remember this? It was our charity podcast. I remember. And it sucked so bad. And so we were going to- Because we had recorded one. Yes. You listened to it. It I tried to edit it. It was terrible. It was lost at sea. It was definitely lost at sea. It needed to be drowned. (laughs) It did. Is that the word? Drowned. That is the word. (laughs) And so Sydney and I decided we were just going to redo it that day. Actually, Cher told me this was the worst one you've ever done. (laughs) Come on Friday and redo it and be better. I was like, yes, ma'am. Well, that's not quite how it went down, but whatever. Anyway, we're going to fix it. And then we weren't able to. That's why you got the review episode because our charity episode stunk. So that's what happened. That's not all that happened. Right. But we already had other episodes ready. We just needed to fix that one. Instead of fixing the podcast that day, I woke up and I was feeling a little weird. It was six o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I have got the worst pinched nerve in the world. I just need to roll over. I tried to roll over and I couldn't move my whole sides, but I'm determined. So I made myself roll over and then I was trying to just stretch it out. 
but it wasn't going away. In fact, it was getting worse. In fact, that pinched nerve was starting to make my tongue go numb. I was not accepting the fact that I was having a stroke. (laughs) I went to the ER and I was so determined I wasn't having a stroke that I tried to walk it off. (laughs) I was just like, I just need to walk it off. This pinched nerve. It took Shelly actually calling the school nurse at my, I guess now former school, telling me, you are having a stroke. You need to tell the nurse at the ER like right now. Wasn't it her and then also her husband? That yes. Made it was you? a doctor. Yes. Yes, that is correct. You and needed to hear it from 18 witnesses. I did. Before you accepted it. I did. Nice. And so finally I went in and I would say having a stroke is suboptimal. That's what I would say about it. It's probably not the best. And I'm realizing now that I'm in it a little bit longer, it's probably going to take me three to six months to feel better, which sucks, but you know, whatevs, I guess. (laughs) And I know that at one point I really got super angry. I know I was mad. Some would say I was really rude to the doctor. I would like to say that I don't remember much. I do remember being angry though. And I know I have a temper and I know I'm not kind. So I know I was mad. Because the doctor's like, aren't you stoked to be here? I mean, stoked. Come on, Cher, are you stoked to be here with us? Yeah, I love that humor. Thanks. And yeah, and then I just lost it. That's exactly what happened. That's what I'd do if I was a doctor. <laughs> it's a good thing you're not a doctor. Anyway, so now I do have numbness in my hand, in, in my head, and my ear. And I have a really hard time focusing, which isn't good for the two of us. Because I already filled that position. I was like, do not take my role, Cher. And sensory overload, it's really easy for me to get tired just doing stupid little tasks. So that's kind of what's happened. And I do have to say that in the middle of all of this, Shelly is who took me to the ER. And Shelly is our good friend. And I'm at the ER. And they are telling Shelly that I am having a stroke and hauling me off, sending me to who knows where. And Sydney sends a text to both of us. Go ahead, Sydney. Tell them what you sent. Okay. (laughs) This is a repentance process. So there I was while you were at the hospital. And I was just making my kids breakfast, doing my thing. And I found this little video. It's a cute little video. There was like, what, 0.007% chance that it could offend somebody video. And it's a little girl who's dressed up in a tutu. And she's like, I know how to see Jesus. You die. And I was like, oh, that's like Shelly's humor. She'll love that. So I send it. But I also take the effort to screen record it because neither of you have social media. So I put forth effort in recording this little cute video and I crop it and I send it. And I said, here's a motivational video (laughs) for you too. And then not too many minutes later, not in a group message, just Shelly by herself sent me a message and she said, hey, Sid, I'm at the ER right now with Cher. She's had a stroke. (laughs) And I stood there. With the universe spinning around me and I was putting it together that I just said, you should die video to someone who's having a stroke. I was like, here's how I'll motivate you, my friend. Mm -hmm. Die. (laughs) Which I really appreciated. Yeah, it was great Friday humor. Well, I do know that I looked at it while I was having the stroke. I remember looking at it. But I also remember I didn't get it. And that's all I remember. I'm glad you didn't get it. I didn't get it. I wasn't really thinking very clearly. Yeah, obviously I wasn't either. (laughs) You didn't know. I know. If I knew you were in the hospital, I think that would be poor taste. But (laughs) (laughs) I did tell Ben. I'm like, Ben, there's a problem. Let me show you this little video. And he's like, okay, whatever. It's not that cool. He didn't like it originally. I'm like, I sent that to 
share. And she's having a stroke right now. And he's like, that's not my sense of humor, Said I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm like, I've got to tell somebody else. So I sent a text to my brother, the one that has terrible humor like me. I'm like, he'll laugh immediately. We don't even know if she's going to be okay, but I know he will laugh <laughs> You're immediately. You're laughing at me in my... I didn't laugh. I was just looking for someone else to laugh so I could breathe. And so I did send it to my brother. I explained what was going on. And once he got it, he did write LOL. And I was like, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> Somehow I don't know if I feel better about this now. (laughs) I will say that when I did look at it the next day when I was actually thinking more clearly, I laughed out loud also. Well, it's funny now. I was like, please, God, this will only be funny if she lives. (laughs) Keep her alive for the joke. (laughs) I did pray for you, too. Oh, thank you. And and it was felt. So thank you. I felt that. So whatever mom posted that stupid video, you were in my day on Friday. (laughs) It was cute for a hot minute. <laughs> it feels so hot still from this, which was a terrible timing. <laughs> terrible timing. Time froze. It's like, she's got to live. This is really bad. <laughs> okay, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> it's here. all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So this moves us on to our question, is God in the storm? And tying this into tender mercies. I will say that I have been through a bit of the storm the last three weeks, but I have definitely seen God in the storm. I just want to share some of the ways that I've seen God through tender mercies. And remember, they're personalized and individualized, but they're definitely tailor-made for me. The first one is I was having a stroke and I was able to set up on the edge of my bed and call Shelly, who was just downstairs running on the treadmill. And I find that a miracle that I was able to do that. That's the first tender mercy. The next one is that even though I couldn't feel anything on the entire right side of my body, I was able to still walk out of my house and get in the car to the point where I thought I could walk it off. Even though I couldn't feel anything, I never lost mobility. The doctor actually said I pulled an unlucky lucky. I don't really remember much after I called Shelly, but I do remember that the doctor said I pulled an unlucky lucky. He said that most of the time when people have a stroke like the type I did, it's because their vascular system in their brain is breaking down or there's a lot of plaque. And I didn't have either of those. It's just I was unlucky because a piece of plaque did break off and got stuck And that's what caused it. But the lucky part was that I never lost mobility. So I find myself extremely blessed because I know, again, it's suboptimal. But considering I had a stroke, I think I came out pretty okay. I feel very blessed. I do too. In fact, I think a lot of your symptoms from it are like my daily life. (laughs) You're like, I'm a little tired and my brain's foggy. I get distracted easily. And I'm like, oh my God. Gosh, did I have a stroke? Maybe that's it. Now you know you had a stroke. I had a stroke when I was seven. (laughs) Nobody ever knew. So now we're on the same plane. That's right. Oh, goodness. We're never going to accomplish anything from here. There was a chance. Now we're drowning with a dolphin. It's suboptimal again. All right. The next tender mercy is that usually when you have a stroke, they send you to a major hospital in the area. And they didn't send me because the room, the ICU over there was full. And at the hospital near my house, there was only one other patient. And so I was able to stay closer to my house. They just had the doctors from the other hospital teleconference with me. And I ended up being in ICU with two nurses because there was a student nurse. I got a lot of attention, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but I did get a lot of attention. 
I also feel very fortunate and blessed because I had a lot of family and friends that were immediately in the ICU with me and they were there praying and giving me blessings. And so I felt a lot of comfort in that. I also, this is amazing. I know I had a stroke, but I only had to stay one night in the hospital. I passed all their silly, silly little tests. I don't remember if it was that day or the next day. <laughs> you are a teacher. <laughs> You're a great test taker. Good job. So, thank you. I was very fortunate with that. Also, I saw God's hand in that I had just switched insurance. My new insurance started September 1st, and that's the day everything went down. So I told the new insurance I would go to whatever primary doctor that they wanted to send me to. And I ended up really liking the doctor. She talked to me for 30 minutes. That's weird. She didn't just say, oh, you had a stroke. Okay. She actually talked to me. I didn't know doctors still did that. So that was nice. And then she offered you some tender medicine. Yeah, she did. <laughs> we won't say if she's using that tender medicine right now or not. <laughs> I'm not. It was actually nausea medication because oh. I was puking a lot. Boring. I know. <laughs> also, I thought I was retiring for all sorts of reasons. And now I realize I was retiring because if I was still teaching right now, the chances of me healing, I think, would have gone down because I didn't miss work. I would have been a stressed out mess and my students, they don't deserve to have one more adult in their life, let them down. And I would have felt that pressure. So I'm glad that I wasn't working. Another tender mercy is, oh my goodness, this one, I am going to get emotional because I have had so many family and friends bring me food and babysit me and drive me to appointments and to, to doctors and to take my dog and all sorts of wonderful people. And I feel so humbled. And I had no idea that so many people cared. And it's been overwhelming to me. And I'm just so grateful. I've got to see that too. How many times I've met students <laughs> because I was over here already. And then someone would drop in that said, oh yeah, I was in her class 28 years ago. And I heard what <laughs> happened and I had to immediately drop everything and come see her. I thought you are truly loved by so many people. It's beautiful. Oh, thanks, Sydney. It just shows what kind of person you are. And teacher, you did it. You're good. Thank you. I paid her for that. So I'll give you the money in just a second. So Not waiting, but know it now. <laughs> I need to see that notification here. <laughs> All right. Also, I've definitely felt the prayers and the good vibes sent my way from family and friends. And I am definitely grateful for that. I'm grateful that our Savior has given us that opportunity to pray for others because when you are the one receiving them, you definitely can feel it. Another tender mercy is it's really frustrating because I want to do whatever I want. And I've had more time to actually stop and listen more to what God is trying to tell me. And he has provided me with this time to heal. He's provided me with time to heal my body, time to heal spiritually, because I have been forced to stop and listen. And I'm grateful I mean, I don't want to have to stop, but I am grateful for the opportunity that he's giving me to stop and that I can turn to him. So besides my little outburst of anger, I think one of the biggest tender mercies I felt is I have felt calm and I have felt a peace most of the time. Sometimes I get a little anxious, especially when I go to sleep and I think, oh, last time I went to sleep, I had a stroke. But I have been able to calm my mind and it's because I've tried to turn my mind to my Savior, and that has really helped a lot. That is a huge tender mercy for me. So when you ask the question, is God in the storm? I just want to testify that He most definitely is. If you turn to Him, you will see the tender mercies that He's sending your way. There is one verse in Ether that I really have always 
just slept because these people are going through a lot trying to get from one side of the ocean to the other. And they're going through a lot of trials in the traveling. And it says, and it came to pass that the wind did never cease to blow towards the promised land while they were upon the waters and thus they were driven forth before the wind. I remember reading this as a youth actually and thinking that what was it that got this group of people where they needed to go? It was the wind. It wasn't a leisurely stroll, but the wind was pushing them. And when I think of a storm, I think of heavy wind. And I think sometimes we have storms in our life because God wants to bring us to him. And sometimes he wants to equip us for his service. And no matter what the storm is, there's always a purpose that God has. And sometimes it's to reveal himself to us, which has happened in your situation where you have taken the time and spent time pondering and being grateful for a very difficult situation. And then you could see his hand over and over and over in the storm that you're in. And I think sometimes it's really difficult to go through storms when you're trying to do everything right, because you hear that storms come and it helps bring people closer to God. But what if you're already trying to be close to God and a storm comes? It's very easy to wonder, what have I done to deserve this? Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of the anger that I felt like, are you serious? Why are you doing this to me on my first day of new insurance? And, you know, all these things that I wanted to do, which now I can't. Or that will take time to get to again. Right. And I think it's okay to question and Mm -hmm. wonder and ponder about, because if you do with a sincere heart, you start to get answers. And you and I have spent a lot of time praying and adjusting as we have set out plans to do a podcast that we thought we were following God's will and that we were adjusting things because it was, even if it wasn't what we wanted or saw, we've been willing to adjust sail and try to feel aligned with God. And then not only to come to a storm (laughs) and you wonder why though, why did this happen? And I'm going to read to you this quote. The first great commandment of all eternity is to love God with all our heart, might, mind, and strength. That's the first great commandment. But the first great truth of all eternity is that God loves us with all his heart, might, mind, and strength. I love that because I feel like when you're in the midst of a storm that you don't understand why you're in, sometimes the only thing you can do is trust that God loves us and that he is revealing to us something that we need to see and that we're capable of seeing, that we are capable of running that Iron Man, that we don't just need to do a silly little stretch, but we're capable of so much more. I would rather just have the stretch. (laughs) And God knows that we would prefer and pick the easier route, but he says, nay, nay to that. (laughs) And it's really important to remember that we are never alone. So I'm just going to read to you a few things. This is a quote by George Cannon. No matter how serious the trial, how deep the distress, how great the affliction, God will never desert us. He never has and he never will. He cannot do it. It is not his character to do so. He will always stand by us. We may pass through the fiery furnace. We may pass through the deep waters, but we shall not be consumed nor overwhelmed. We shall emerge from all these trials and difficulties, the better and pure for them. This is taken from a talk by Jeffrey R. Holland, and he continues, So keep loving, keep trying, keep trusting, keep believing, keep growing. 
Heaven is cheering you on today, tomorrow, and forever. They that wait upon him shall renew their strength. For the Lord God will hold their right hand, saying unto them, Fear not, I will help thee. You just reminded me of one of the tender mercies that you helped me find that I didn't mention from that quote that you just read that people from the other side were cheering you on. Just before I had the stroke, I said to Sydney, Sydney, something really weird happened to me. I woke up because I heard my mom say my name, but that was it. And I was like, what was that about? And then after I had the stroke, go ahead, Sydney. She helped me remember this tender mercy. Yeah, because I was awoken in the middle of the night (laughs) and the thought came to me, oh my gosh, Cher's mom came to her right before. This was the same week. Yeah, You told me that and I believed you because I (laughs) love that stuff. And I believe that people are cheering us on from the other side. And I was so sure the thought came over me that your mom was there on purpose to let you know that what was coming next, you were not alone, that she was there with you. And she was so stroked to be there with you. (laughs) This is never going to get old for you, is it, Sydney? No, (laughs) we're actually changing it from we're so glad you're here to we're so stoked you're here. And those who know will know. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. You would think I would learn from that one text that I need to be careful about what I say, but no, again, nay, nay. She just keeps going for it. This morning, Rock and I were having a conversation because there was a quote on a sticker that just said, nothing is impossible. So I said that to Rock in that voice. I was like, Rock, just remember when you go to school today, nothing is impossible. And he was like, but is it? And I said, well, Nothing is impossible. And he said, then fly (laughs) right now, fly. And I was like, well, nothing is impossible because God is in control of all things. And we are promised to have access to his power. And he said, okay, then fly. (laughs) And I said, no, (laughs) I really did say, you know, the truth is though, sometimes we want to fly, of course, because that does sound pretty exciting and more quickly moving, (laughs) but sometimes We just need God to help us with one foot in front of the other. And sometimes when we think of what is possible or impossible, we think big and grand. But truly, so many of us go through storms that require us to put one foot in front of the other. And on our right side is a loving Heavenly Father who knows exactly what storm you're facing, and He is there with you. He is not sleeping. He is there waiting for you to call upon Him, and He is there with you. I love that so much because it is so true. He is with us, and He does want to help us, and He's not going to leave us alone. And He's promised that He will face that storm with us, right beside us, if we just turn to Him. So for our challenge this week, we challenge you, whether you're in a storm or it's calm right now in your life, to find those tender mercies. Look and find those beautiful moments that God is sending you a personalized invitation just for you to show you that He really is there. All right, thank you, and we'll see you next week. And we'd be so stroked if you would be there with us. (laughs) I'm forging my way through the tip-tip top. I'm living my life through the drip, drip, drop. When eternity is planned, I just can't stop. I'm making my way through the drip, drip.